Welcome to Quantitative Health with your host, Paul Kilgore. Good day, everyone, and welcome back to Quantitative Health. I'm so glad to be here with you today. This is Dr. Paul Kilgore talking with you. And today, what I'd like to talk about is that question of how do we know when we are stressed or how do we know when we are in a stressed state? And this is going to be very important as we go forward talking about ways to quantify our stress and to find ways to work through it, deal with it, and actually lower our stress level. So how do we really know when we are stressed? We all think we may know, but there are some really classic signs and then there's some telltale signs that we can watch out for if we are mindful. And we're going to talk about mindfulness in this context as well. So today, I wanted to emphasize a couple things where we look at the physical elements of stress manifestations. How does stress manifest itself in our bodies? So there's a couple really simple things that we can watch out for. One, low energy. If our energy throughout the day is low, and even if it's low in the morning starting out, and progressively gets worse over the course of the day, that could be a sign that we're having stress, even chronic stress. Headaches can often be a sign of stress. There's something called a tension headache, so that can be related to muscular tension around the head, and we'll talk about the anatomy of that and what that looks like and what we might be able to do with it. And, of course, we have the GI symptoms of stress, so things like an upset stomach, feeling nauseated, feeling constipated, even having diarrhea can be a sign of stress. Now, when we talked about headache, we mentioned the fact that you can have a tension headache related to muscular tension. The muscles tighten up and that can cause pain when it restricts our movement, restricts some of our other uh, anatomy. When we also talk about tense muscles, we can talk about tense arms, shoulders, and neck especially. I'm sure many people out there have felt that. And so when we think about stress, we think about tense muscles. And of course, naturally, we want to think about ways to relax that tension in the muscles. Sometimes stress can manifest itself as aches and pains in odd locations. It could be in your stomach, your back, legs, other parts of your body that you really hadn't noticed before, but they sometimes seem like it's a new location for an ache or a pain. And then, of course, we have the heart. And when we talk about stress, we always think about the heart and protecting the heart. So certainly, we know that stress can manifest itself as chest pain. And chest pain by itself can be very confusing, uh, especially when we feel it in ourselves and we're under under stress, and we begin to realize, wow, I have this new chest pain that I hadn't felt before. What is that? In addition, when we're stressed, we actually may get that catecholamine, that epinephrine type of response where we get a rapid heart rate. And of course, we're going to talk about the chemical drivers of a rapid heart rate and how we can actually measure that and quantify that. Now, another key manifestation of stress states is poor sleep, insomnia, not being able to fall asleep or not being able to stay asleep over the course of a night. 
And of course, you've heard the mantra that a good amount of sleep um, is generally around eight hours per night. By far and away, it's pretty clear that in the United States, many people are not getting eight hours of sleep. And so that can be a manifestation of stress itself. And later on, if we're fatigued and tired, that could actually lead to stress as well. So sleep is really central to when we think about the stress state. Now, another manifestation of stress, which we often don't think about, is the impact on the immune system. And this actually can overlay or be connected with other deficits that we have. For example, if we're not sleeping, poor sleep or a lack of sleep can actually impede our immune response and rebuilding of our protection against infection during the course of a night. So sleep is actually critical to ensuring that we have a strong, active, vital, and protective immune system. When we think about the immune system, we also know that when the immune system gets run down, when we feel run down and tired, fatigued, we're not sleeping, this can actually lead to low functioning of the immune system. And when we have that, our T cells and B cells are not working as they should. And that's very important because, especially in the wintertime or when we're around crowds or other groups of people and we know that there are different pathogens being transmitted, we're always at risk of an infection. So having that protective immune system, the immune system strong, is critical to fighting off infections, particularly ones that can cause severe illness, bring us out of work, even put us in the hospital or put us at risk for more serious conditions. Now, there are also clear signs of stress um, that we sometimes tend to ignore, and that can be low sexual desire, low sexual ability, impotence even, and as a result, they um, often are not talked about in a clinic. But when we go see the doctor and we're talking about all the potential, potential effects of stress, this is one key one to think about because we often either forget about it or put it at the waist and put it by the side and kind of leave it to later. But in fact, it can be central manifestation of stress in our lives. And so figuring out a way to deal with the stress can actually improve many aspects of our life, including sexual desire, sexual performance, and relationships. So that's going to be important. Now, of course, we've been talking a lot about what stress looks like, what it feels like. But in fact, we know that stress can often be very unapparent. In other words, we may not even feel that we're under stress, yet our body is actually stressed. And in part, this can occur because our body or our mind gets used to chronic stress. And when we're under a state of chronic stress, we're under persistent changes that our body is experiencing. And these changes can lead to long-term effects uh, in our body, put us at risk for certain diseases, chronic illnesses, for example, heart disease, cardiovascular disease, infections, even cancer in some cases, depending on the types of stress that we have, how long it's going on, and the other cofactors or medical conditions that we may be experiencing. For example, overweight, obesity, diabetes. And when we mix all these together with stress, we can actually see that we have a big impact uh, 
on our health overall. So what do we do about it? So there's a couple things I think that we need to focus on today that I'd like to recommend. One is that let's start with some very small activities. Throughout the course of the day, maybe every two hours, just stop between meetings or between your work and take a break. Take an assessment and close your eyes, listen to your breathing, check your heart rate, and just take into account where you are at that point in time. Feel how you are, feel what your breathing is like. Is it heavy? Does it feel fast? Are you taking shallow breaths or are they deep, full breaths? And what is my heart rate? What is my uh, pulse? And you can count your pulse and your heart rate at your wrist by feeling with your index finger and middle finger um, at your right or left wrist on the side there. And when you feel that pulse, we call that the radial pulse, you can actually count the number of heartbeats. And if you want to count every 15 seconds, you multiply by four to get your per minute heart rate. Or you can count the number of beats in a 10 second interval and multiply by six to get your minute heart rate. And that's important because we can actually monitor that. And when we talk about monitoring or quantitative health, we talk about heart rate variability. And we're going to talk much more about that going forward as a measure or a way to monitor the level of stress that we're experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis. And when we measure heart rate variability over the long term, we can actually have a better sense of where we are in terms of our stress level from day to day and over a long period of time. Okay, so that's it for today. I will come back with more information and we're going to talk much more about stress and what we can do about it. Have a great day. Thank you.